That's so embarrassing. I felt so dumb. Can I just disappear? Embarrassing Stories Podcast with Leslie and Derek. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Embarrassing Stories Podcast with Leslie. That's me and Derek. That's me. We're excited for you to join us for another episode, and we promise to not disappoint. We've got some good stories for this one. (laughs) Oh, I'm embarrassed already. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to share the first story, and this one is one that was from my own experience. So flashback to 2002. That was a long time ago. It really was, 18 years ago. I was invited by my friend to hike Mount Timpanogos for the first time. And Mount Timpanogos is a mountain in Utah that's really beautiful. Um, My friend, he and his family would hike every year, and they would go in August. And the reason they'd go in August is because once you get to the top of the hike, instead of hiking all the way back down, there's actually a glacier at the top, and you can slide down the glacier, and it takes off a big chunk of your hike. You can actually see it on YouTube. People will show them sliding down. Yeah, if if you go to YouTube and type in Mount Timpanogos slide, then there are a few videos on there of people recording as they're sliding down. So it's it's pretty cool. A lot of people don't know about that, but I've never done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's something you should experience at least once if you're able to, if you're in the area. But I was really excited to go and so I went with my friend and his family. We made the long hike to the top. And when I was thinking about the glacier that we were going to be sliding down, I was thinking, oh, that's going to be perfect. Like we'll, we'll cut out some of our hike back down. It's going to feel good on the glacier. It'll be nice and cool. And this was in August. So this is a really warm time of year in Utah. Yeah, it is. And it's almost kind of crazy to think that there is a glacier surviving the Utah summer. but But they do. But it's there, yeah. <laughs> And so people take advantage of it, and I was excited to experience that slide down. So after getting to the top, we kind of walk around a little bit, and we get to the point where you can start sliding down. And I kind of watch my friend and his family. Um, A couple of them went down before me to kind of show me the way. So I thought, that looks fun. You thought? I thought, yeah. I was excited for it. Didn't really know what to expect, but thought, hey, it's just sliding down a glacier. What could go wrong? (laughs) <laughs> so when it's my turn, I sit down and you don't you don't sit on any type of a sled or anything like that. You just sit down in your shorts and just start sliding. And it took me a minute to kind of slide to get going. And so I start sliding down and you actually can pick up a pretty good pace with your slide. Well, it's pretty long, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty long. And there's a beautiful lake at the bottom of it. I don't know how long the slide actually is, but I was sliding down and starting to go pretty quick. And I could see some rocks up ahead a little bit. And there was one in particular that was bigger and it was sticking up through the snow. And I was sliding and I kind of went off course a little bit and I was heading towards that rock. (laughs) And I thought, oh no, I'm in trouble. And so I was going pretty quick and I start digging my heels into the snow to either slow down a little bit or try to veer myself off that course. And I'm trying to do that, and it's not really working, and that rock is getting closer and closer, and I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to stop in time. I'm going to just nail this thing. Uh. And I get closer and closer to it, and it's one of those things where time kind of slows down. 
<laughs> and you wish you could do enough to get out of the situation you're in, but there's nothing you can do and you just kind of have to accept it. Uh. And I knew at that point I was going to hit the rock. And my buddy and his family, they were all watching me because it was my <laughs> first time. And so I'm sure they wanted to see my reaction. They wanted to see, you know, how the excitement and how fun it was. <laughs> and I probably had a look of terror as I was sliding down. <laughs> Wasn't he very exciting this. at that point. The first part was exciting. But then when I saw the rock and was heading straight for it, it wasn't very exciting anymore. It was terrifying. But um, I was only able to slow myself down a little bit, and I went right over that rock. And right away, I knew that I had done something pretty serious. I felt a lot of pain. And um, <laughs> like I said, all eyes were on me. And I don't know if it was just adrenaline, but I get up, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And I expected to kind of fill back there and fill a giant rip or split in my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen, but I had uh, banged my rear up pretty good on that rock. And I was just like, oh, like I'm good. And I could hardly walk. And oh, I was no. thinking, how am I going to get down this mountain? We had hiked a few miles up it, and now I have to hike the rest of the way down. Luckily that glacier did take some of the hike off, but also the glacier caused an injury to me that was going to make it very difficult to get down. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I was walking kind of like a penguin, kind of sticking my butt in and just <laughs> trying to manage the pain the best I could, just kind of waddling a little bit. And I thought, oh, man, I've got, I've got to do this for a few miles back down to the car. And I was getting funny looks as we passed people. I'm sure they were thinking, oh, man, that guy's probably got to use the restroom. He's probably going to ask us where the restroom is. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're holding your rear like you had to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure it looked pretty funny. But, yeah, the rest of that hike couldn't be over soon enough. Finally made it down to the car, and, man, it was an excruciating pain. And I felt that pain for a long time. Even now, 18 years later, when I sit down and get back up sometimes, I can still feel some a little bit of that pain in my tailbone, something that kind of sticks with you. But that was so embarrassing because not only did my friend and his family – see me slide down and do that. But there were other people on the glacier as well. And nobody else had that same experience. Just me. Just my luck. <laughs> just, something like that happened. Just your luck. You broke your butt. Just my luck. Yeah. Shattered it. <laughs> Shattered your tailbone. <laughs> Shattered my tailbone and my ego that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that pain but, usually doesn't go away. Yeah, it doesn't. And... I actually haven't hiked Timpanogos since then. Interestingly enough, it's something I want to do again, and I would be willing to slide down the glacier again. I'm just going to be more cautious of what's kind of in my field of view so that I can avoid rocks and anything like that again. So, Well, I've broken my tailbone, and I don't know if I want to risk yeah. breaking it again to Definitely go down, not fun. to go down a glacier. When you have something like that happen that affects almost everything you do, affects the way you walk for a while, affects the way you sit, um, it's a bad experience. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as bad if I was alone, but since many eyes were on me when it happened, it made it even a worse experience. Well, walking down the mountain like a penguin is pretty, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about my shattered rear. What's your story about? Well, my story isn't about breaking tailbones, but 
It's one that is hard for me to tell just because I start cracking up. So I'm going to do my best not to just laugh the whole way through. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I was younger, I remember my mom took my sister and I out to eat at our favorite Chinese restaurant. This place was the best. I still think it's the best. I've never thought any other Chinese food measured up. And so that alone was exciting enough, but she took us out right before we had an eye doctor appointment. Now, we grew up always going to the same eye doctor, except I don't know why, but this one time she took us to a different one. And I remember um, the people taking us to a room, having us go in, and they shut the door and said he'd be back in a, you know, in a minute. Um, <laughs> Are doctors ever really gone and then back in a minute? No. <laughs> oh, they take forever. You, they usually take forever. and I think a minute in doctor time is probably 30, 45 minutes in our time. At least at our doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so the doctor was going to be coming back or going to be coming. We hadn't met him yet. Um, and we were in this room with the door shut And I don't know why, but we all had gas. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, I'm young, so it's natural when you're young. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure it is. Yeah. Um, So we all had gas. Everybody's tooting. And my mom, I can see she's starting to get nervous and embarrassed (laughs) and I remember her standing up and waving her purse around like trying to fan the smell away (laughs) (laughs) because it was smelly Uh, gas it wasn't um I don't know just plain yeah (laughs) plain gas that doesn't smell it was it was smelly gas so she's standing up waving her purse around uh, trying to fan the room and (laughs) <laughs> you know how doctors normally knock and then just push the door open? Uh-huh. We heard a knock. My mom stops fanning and <laughs> he pushes his way in. And all of us were kind of embarrassed. We we're all kind of, you know, wide eyed like, oh, no. Uh-oh. What's oh, his no. reaction going to be? Why did he come in so soon? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he comes in. And he looks over at us and he goes, mmm, what smells so good in here? (laughs) (laughs) That's when you need to be perfectly honest and just be like, we've been farting in here. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were not honest. (laughs) Just so you uh, see the look on his face. and Oh, man. We, I mean, I remember just, I was young, but I remember him saying that and I remember the moment because we were all nervous, all embarrassed, and then he comes in and he's like, mm. Pays you a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I guess, I guess they don't smell that bad. So my mom says, oh, we were just at a restaurant. The smell of the restaurant must still be on our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's quick thinking right there. We never, ever went back to that eye doctor again. But, I mean, would you? No. (laughs) (laughs) My thing is, 
You know it's a closed-off room. There's, like, no windows in that room. Mm-hmm. And, and even if there are windows, you probably can't open them. Like, it's your building. Mm-hmm. The door's shut. When you go in the room and it smells different and there's people in there, what are you going to think? Right. <laughs> They're going to – it's going to be because people were tooting. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I can tell you firsthand that starting a podcast was a great decision, but it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to launch a professional podcast. In fact, it's so good they've already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout will get your podcast into every major podcasting platform, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You also get a great-looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and on and on. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that know it best. To start your very own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and helps support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Now, back to more embarrassing stories. Now from gas to Michael Jordan, um, I bet that you didn't think we could make that kind of a leap. <laughs> That's quite a transition right there. <laughs> but um, So Leslie knows how much I love basketball, and Michael Jordan has always been my favorite basketball player. And, in fact, our oldest son is named Jordan, and I wanted to name my oldest son after my favorite basketball player. My sister sent me this story, and this happened uh, quite a few years ago uh, when Jordan was still on the Bulls. And my sister, she was working at the mall doing nails, and she was she's really talented at doing nails. She was only 22 years old, and she had just gotten married. Her husband at the time, he was a big Utah Jazz fan, and she was just barely getting to know the players. So she said she wasn't in the know quite yet. So she was just learning. Usually when you get married, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's you how learn. it was with us. I Taught Leslie all about sports and other things like that. No. <laughs> no, I already knew sports. but <laughs> Yeah, so she was just getting to know the players, and she wasn't in the know quite yet. That particular day, she had just finished a set of nails, and then she and her friend saw some guys walking past their shop in the mall. One thing they both noticed was how tall these guys were. They were wearing basketball clothing, and... She and her friend watched as a huge crowd gathered around them, and they were signing autographs. Ah, some jazz players. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's your first thought. And so she thought with all these people asking for autographs that her husband would like one too. So she thought, this is my chance. I'm going to go get some autographs of some jazz players to bring home to my husband, and he's going to be way excited. Yeah, that's quite the gift. Like random... Random day, give them this autograph from the jazz players. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Any diehard basketball fan is going to be excited about a, an autograph like that. So she scurried over to the crowd so that she could get an autograph. And when it was her turn, she said the tall, handsome guy said, who should I write this to? 
and she said, oh, to Jeff. And then she, she said she was nervous, and she kind of rambled on about how her husband loves the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> After she said that, all time stopped. He stopped writing what he was writing. He looked down at her, Uh-oh. and she looked up at him. Her head was all the way back because he was so tall, and her eyes were wide open and were on his. And he got an angry look on his face. And he said, I don't play for the jazz lady. I play for the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so here she is thinking, oh, I'm going to get this awesome autograph for uh, my husband, who's a big jazz fan. And, you know, you can't blame her. You see a basketball player in the mall. You think it's going to be a jazz player. Yeah. And if you're newlywed or, you know, even married and your spouse loves a certain sport and you can get autographs, that's like... That's pretty epic. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, so he says, I don't play for the jazz lady. I play for the bulls. And as he said that, he sort of spit on her face with the words that he spoke. <laughs> um, she immediately shrunk. She was totally embarrassed. And she made her way through him and the other players and through the group that was there as fast as she could to get away from the angry player <laughs> who she still didn't know. Oh. She still didn't know who he was. If he's not a jazz player, then who is he? You know. Yeah. The other team must have gone to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets home and she tells her husband about the whole experience. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, oh, my goodness. And he says, when we watch the game tonight, you tell me which one it was. You tell me which person you saw. <laughs> because she has no idea the person's name. And she still remembers his face. And so... They're watching, and as they introduce Michael Jordan, she tells her husband, that's him, that's, that's him, that's the guy that I saw earlier. Oh. <laughs> and she says, needless to say, she wasn't forgiven for a week, and she still can't believe, and her husband at the time, Jeff, can't believe that she didn't get that autograph. Oh, Darn. I can't believe she didn't get the autograph. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great opportunity to get the GOAT's autograph. Yeah, holy cow. <laughs> but that, I mean, when players come to play the jazz, people will see them at one of the downtown malls. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, the players, we have a lot of malls downtown and in the Salt Lake area. And so the players come and hang out. And a lot of people can catch some of the players out, whether they're jazz players or players from the opposing team. Yeah, both teams go. Yeah, but darn that would have been an awesome autograph to get. If I could get any past or present NBA player's autograph, it would be Michael Jordan. No question. I think everybody could agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's but, rough. Yeah, just having the opportunity to uh, meet him would be awesome, but obviously you want to meet him when he's in a better mood than that. Yeah, definitely. Or a little bit better circumstances, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, missing the opportunity to get that autograph. Ugh. I would be upset. I mean, to get that autograph would be huge. Yeah. But yeah, that's an autograph as a sports fan, especially as a basketball fan. That's an autograph that, I mean, that, that would be priceless to have. Even if you're not a sports fan, yeah, that autograph is priceless to have. And how many people get that opportunity to meet Michael Jordan? Not many. I don't think many do. I mean, that's understandable. If you don't know, you know basketball very well or you don't know the players I mean not everybody's yeah. a basketball fan and usually when you get married you do learn those things mm -hmm. about the sports your spouse likes but uh yeah 
she had good intentions and she was doing her best to surprise her husband. Just too bad it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's life. It's easy to, to mix things up like that and yeah, just how it goes. Well, I always put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very true. So this next story is about me. And <laughs> like I said in the our first podcast or the last podcast, I'm not big on being the center of attention. <laughs> and um, She wants all the attention. <laughs> I kidding. wish. I wish I was good at having attention on me, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so this day was our wedding day. So all of the attention was on us the whole day. Yep. And um, it was a great day, uh, but we got... Best day of her life. Best day of my life. <laughs> we got um, to the end of the day when I was about to toss the bouquet. So my photographer had left and my dad took over the taking the pictures and we did like a fake throw so that he could get the shot. And then... After he did the fake throw, it was time to toss the bouquet. But I didn't know that you were supposed to toss it a certain way, which you are. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody told me you can mess up a bouquet toss. But somehow you found a way. I found the way. So when you throw a bouquet over your head to a group of ladies behind you, you should do it with both hands. So that it goes straight behind you. I didn't know that. And I (laughs) just used my right hand and I raised it over my head and I threw it. And it went all the way over to the side where nobody was standing. Yeah, I don't know if a gust of wind took that thing or what (laughs) happened, but... Well, <laughs> it did not go straight behind her. It went way over to the side. That's why you throw it with two hands straight behind you. I didn't know. <laughs> um, so I throw it clear over to the side where no females are, and they all just kind of watch it fly over there. <laughs> and that's embarrassing enough that it happened, and everybody was kind of like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) womp, womp. But we have it on video. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we watch our wedding video every year. So we're reminded of that every year when it's our anniversary. Yeah. Every year I cringe when that part's coming and it's just embarrassing. My kids laugh. My husband laughs. And in the video, it was edited uh, and it really played that part up. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there's really dramatic music. And it was saying there was tension so thick that you could cut it with a knife. And there was a buildup of this tension, and she's getting ready to throw the bouquet, and then she tosses it, and then it's just a horrible toss. Oh, it was so bad. (laughs) It was so bad. And just recently, gosh, when was it? Like, in the summer? So six months ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so within the last year, my sister-in-law came and stayed with us, and somebody mentioned wedding video, and she said she wanted to see it. So I had to relive (laughs) (laughs) the embarrassment. So you had to watch it like twice last year. Yep. Yep. 
Oh, I love watching the video. I just don't like just that, that part. part. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. Nobody caught the bouquet. But out of all the embarrassing moments that could have happened on your wedding day, that's probably one of the better ones to have. Yeah. Could have had an embarrassing moment with the cake or like... Slipping. <laughs> yeah, falling down. Like <laughs> someone step on your... Step on my dress. But that... if you if you could do that bouquet toss again today, do you think it would be different? It would be different. <laughs> I'd do it two hands holding the, <laughs> the bouquet straight behind me. Whereas for the picture, you want to hold it with one hand so you get a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the actual toss, I would recommend to any female <laughs> do it with two hands so it goes to the crowd of women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like somebody had paid her off to throw it their way, whoever was on the end there, because you threw it way over to the side. So it looked yeah, like. Yeah, but it went like five to ten feet past the crowd to the side. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, know I had such a good arm. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll do it for another episode of the Embarrassing Stories podcast. Thanks for joining us again for another week. If you have any embarrassing stories that you'd like to share with us, head over to our website, embarrassingpodcast.com, and you can submit a story to us. You can remain anonymous. You don't have to put any personal information in. Uh, just send us whatever you'd like us to share, and we'll share it on an upcoming episode. We'd love to laugh at you and share your story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as fun as it is sharing our own, we love to share other people's stories as well. So we're always looking for more stories, so send them on over. Until next time. Have fun. Be safe. And go create some stories we can share. Have another great week. Have another great week.